You're listening to Cast, Cluster F, Season 7, Episodes 21 and 22. Cast. I am one of your newbies, Paul Mackey, in my living room in Duluth, Minnesota, with my lovely wife, Darcy. Hello! And she really is lovely. I don't just say that every time. And we're also joined down in Texas by our experts. We've got John Pavlich. Greetings. And we've got Annie. Hello. And Yvette uh, had some, some builders working overtime, and then she's having dinner, so it's not going to happen for her tonight. But we do have a short review for each episode and a rating. I won't spoil those just now. No. No. Uh, well, we'll get to those later. Yes, those will come when we when we get to our ratings. <clears throat> so, uh, would we like to get started with reading is fundamental? Fun, 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 fundamental? Fundamental. <laughs> so is speaking. Speaking is also <laughs> fundamental. <laughs> yes, starting this mini cluster, we have Season 7, Episode 21, Reading is Fundamental. As Castiel emerges from his comatose state, a young boy emerges as a reluctant prophet with the key to defeating Leviathans. Right. Yvette would say this is the one that was hella boring. <laughs> <laughs> she probably would, yep. It was something, that's for sure. So, do you have high points? I have one high point. Have you? Yeah. It was the Sorry Not Sorry game. Sorry Not Sorry. That's my high point as well. Hey, it was awesome, but that it was. was it. That was like, that's all I got. Yeah, I've, I've, got, I've, I've got Crazy Cast, but then specifically playing Sorry, but I like Crazy Cast in general. Okay. Yeah. I yeah. just wish I just wish this it had been longer. Like, I could see a whole episode, like, revolving around, like, this little like locked room drama where they like where uh, Dean has to play a game of sorry with Cass and it takes a while. <laughs> I also really like Kevin. Um, I, I I like his reactions to you know the world of the supernatural and it's slapstick and you know silly, but I I, I always giggle at the scene where he grabs the tablet and they have to sort of chase him around the hospital lawn. Yeah, mm-hmm. that was. But still, mu- the game is the back, back to the previous topic. I'd much rather play Sorry with an Angel than play Battleship with the Devil. Or with <laughs> Sorry, Death. Oh, Death. Yeah. Death. Battleship with Death. Mm-hmm. Sorry, yeah. I screwed it up. Ah. No, I, I, I got the reference. I, I understood you. I understood that reference. Um, yeah, I actually, I actually, I like uh, Kevin as a character. As a character, sure. Look, he, 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 he brings a unique perspective in that we haven't had a, like, you know, this is all old hat for, you know, Sam and Dean. Mm-hmm. And then pretty much teenagers in general on the show are made to either die or cause trouble or, you know, be around for, for half of an episode to an episode. Mm-hmm. Right. Someone to be rescued, you know. They're not around much. And, um... 
I don't know. I think I, I was actually kind of disappointed that this was the episode he was in. Yeah? Yeah. A little too late? Yeah, the rest is just a little, mm. little too sucky. Get a, get a new, get, get a, introduce a new prophet sometime yeah. better than yeah. this? They could have done a better job with that structure, I think. Hmm. So, and did you want to transition into low points? That was kind of it. Yeah, speaking of structure, my low point was was the very end. Like it was just like really quick. Like it took it took me a second when Edgar showed up and killed those angels. I was like, wait, who's the bad guy? And then he, you know, morphed into Edgar, and I was like, oh, okay. And I was like, why didn't the angels know that he was a Leviathan? But, yeah, can't they like smell it or see it or something? I, you would think. I don't know. I don't know Although, did uh, did anyone recognize Kevin's mom? No. No. That is Lauren Tom. She um, uh, is most known as a voiceover actress. Uh, she was uh, Amy Wong in Futurama. Oh. Oh wow. Also played Amy's parents. Well, her mom, at least. Huh. Yeah, I've just got I, I've got a question mark because I'm not sure if it was really my low point when I when I when I wrote it down. It was tentative. I said Sam leaves just leaves the word on the floor, which you know I guess plot wise you got to have Kevin come and grab it and run around with it. But uh, I know I don't think I would have left that there. I don't leave my purse on the floor. I mean, he, he he went out of the room and I was like, Sam, don't just leave it on the floor. And it looked like, I don't know, it, it almost seemed like he, he was, when he did that, that he knew it was wrong. I don't know. Also, I gotta say, at the end, of, or, or during the, during the, uh, uh, Legends of the Dragons tattoo episode, that chunk of clay looked like a chunk of clay. Like, it looked like clay. Yeah. Yeah, that, that, that's, that's a bit of a continuity, um, error. But... <clears throat> Because it was definitely a rock this time. <laughs> mm-hmm. But it was also red clay, and this was yeah, this uh, was not kind of not that grayish rock. Yeah, <laughs> right. Well, probably the production design for Dragon Dungeons and Dragons tattoo said, uh, you know, slab of clay, and someone you know bought a, bought a big bunch of clay and put it in his lab. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know if um, maybe they they hadn't thought that far ahead of like, you know, like someone came up with the idea of like, oh, let's have it be like something that you have that you have to you have to you have to dig at to get to. Yeah. And it's like, well, but we already made the 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 the, the lump of red clay. Like, yeah, that's not going to work. Turn it into a gray rock. <laughs> uh, do it. Is have we have we covered everyone's low points? Yeah, I think so. No, Annie, you... I don't particularly have one. I actually quite enjoy this episode. Oh no! <laughs> I even like Meg the beleaguered caretaker. <laughs> yeah, I I do that. I do you know mini spoiler. I do prefer this one over. You know, out of the out of the two we have this week. 
Oh, for sure. <laughs> uh, so do we want to quote? Uh, uh, I have a few. I have two. This looks like Not a sex torture many. dungeon. Is it a sex torture dungeon? <laughs> <laughs> I hear that question all the time. Just kidding. What what experience does Kevin have with sex torture dungeons exactly? Uh, well, he probably saw something on the internet. Yeah, I was gonna say like we don't know his browser history, so. <laughs> <clears throat> Did you know that a cat's penis is sharply barbed along its shaft? I know for a fact that females were not consulted about that. Oh God. <laughs> so Kevin. You can read the chicken scratch on the God Rock, huh? <laughs> Boop. Boop. <laughs> <laughs> I love that when he did it, it was it was much more dry and flat. It was just boop. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> it was a cast boop. Yeah. That's <laughs> great. Metatron? You're saying a Transformer wrote this. Megatron. What? The Transformer. That's Megatron. What? <laughs> was the, first uh, the, second, Gar- the second fight, it was what kills me. <laughs> yeah, the, well, the, the first thing Garcy said before they got into the joke. Yeah. The Transformers? <laughs> <laughs> Reminds me of that, that scene in uh, at the beginning of Dogma when uh, when Bethany is talking to Metatron. Mm-hmm. And, and she and he he's he's talking and uh she says like you know it's like oh like 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 the ten plagues or something like that and he goes he goes he goes, he goes tell people tell people you're the voice of god and they stare at you blankly mention something out of a chuck heston movie and suddenly everybody's a, a theology major can i continue uninterrupted please oh rest god. in peace metatron i miss alan rickman Well, are, are we already into who won, who lost? Well, all I've got for that is nobody. Because Dean and Sam did the same amount of not much. Yeah, I've gotten either, but I didn't really... Like I, I don't know that I was feeling like they did not much, but I was feeling like they didn't have a standout, either one of them. Yeah, it was pretty even. But I actually said Dean, just for trying to take a minute to sort of explain being chosen to Kevin. I mean, that's really kind of reaching for a win, but... Well, I mean, he also did... <laughs> he did try to humor Cass. Um, yeah. You know, he was briefly. very patient for Dean in this episode. It was, yeah, which is, which set, which is saying something. Um, but yeah, I'm going to go with neither. So that's uh, a fair number of neithers and a, and a Dean. But I don't yeah, think that, Dean. <laughs> I don't think we can. I, I'm pretty sure it comes out as neither at this point because I'm pretty sure. Well, even if even if Yvette did go Dean, there's still three neithers to the Dean. So mm-hmm. right. So we should rate. This episode is really. I feel. I I don't feel sleepy exactly, but I do feel like it, the pace of this episode is sleepy. <laughs> our well, our there was episode. Well, something just off about it like 
there was no rhythm to it. It didn't really get anywhere it was trying to do go to. It didn't really have like inciting incidents and a big denouement or anything. It just was like, here's some stuff that we had to kind of try to squeeze in real quick, so pay attention. That's what I got out of it. Okay, and what is your rating? Oh, uh, two out of ten Bs. Bees? Bees. Bees. You, you were going to watch the bees? Mm -hmm. You'd rather be watching the bees? Uh, that would have been way more interesting. <laughs> well, I, I want to kind of give these episodes the benefit of the doubt a little bit and assume that, that something is going, you know, it's leading to something rather than leading to nothing. So I'm going to give it, um, and, and I mean, there are a lot of things that I enjoyed about it. I enjoyed Crazy Cass, and he was in a good part of, part of the episode. Um... So I'm going to give it five out of ten Transformer Angels. <laughs> um, yeah, I actually I, I like the episode. Um, you know, it's great to have Cass back. Uh, you know, we get a little bit, bit of Meg in there. Uh, Kevin's an interesting, fun character, you know, a new addition. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, I don't, you know, like it's not a great episode, but I don't have any complaints against it either. So I'm going to give it 7 out of 10 advanced placements. Cool. I, um, I also really like this episode. I, I, um, I always love to see Meg and Cass. I love crazy Cass. And um, I really like Kevin. I always forget how much fun his, his um, introduction is. And... I can't really speak to the pacing and you know format and stuff today because I was cleaning my room while I watched it, so I didn't really see any problems with it. Uh, and I'm going to give it um, eight out of ten broken angels. All right, let me let me bring up the Facebook Messenger to get the the, the get the absolute clear rating from from Yvette here. Uh, Yvette said um, officially that it's one out of ten, and that it. Quote, sucked butts. <laughs> and uh, we'll see what the next one holds, but uh, I'll, I'll, I'll keep back, I'll hold back on that one for now and let you know then. <clears throat> so I suppose we should move into There Will Be Blood. Yeah. Yes, yeah, Season 7, Episode 22, There Will Be Blood. To defeat Dick Roman and the Leviathans, Sam and Dean must locate and retrieve three key items from Castiel, Crowley, and an alpha vampire. All right. Well, and they did already have – they already had Cass's uh, contribution from the end of the previous episode. Mm -hmm. One down, two to go. And I am still curious about the uh, the bone of a righteous human being, or what, how how righteous that has to be, and does it have to be like harvested from a fresh righteous human being, or is it a uh, like a the bone like of a saint, the, or the righteous brothers? Could they like go dig them up and? Well, they're not dead, but well, there could be one of them dead. I can't remember. It's hard to know. Actually, if their if their careers are dead, does that count? I don't know. It depends on whether they still need that bone. I was going to say, actually, like, those guys are probably set for life. They probably never have to work another day in their lives. <laughs> probably. Yes, if their regular, if their if their original career didn't help out, the, you know, the Top Gun money will last for a while, too. Mm -hmm. Royalty checks. Gotta love those. 
Not yeah. that I've ever had one. Yeah. My understanding is that they're usually small, but but you get a bunch of them because you know once you once you when somebody pays for the right to something, it actually gets it cir- it circulates a lot. You know, like mm-hmm. in syndication and stuff. So like you'll get like you know like a constant stream of checks for like you know a couple bucks you know here and there or something like that yes because the studios are are relentlessly uh relentlessly able to use their accounting departments to say no no hasn't made any money yet it didn't really make any money this month uh here's here's a little cut of a little bit that it made i think if you asked uh, kevin pollock about the uh, usual suspect He's uh, oh, yeah. he's very very proud to have been in it, but he doesn't have nice things to say about the studio and the the uh, accounting. No. Well, that was a that was more of an independent production before anybody was anybody. Yeah. I mean, you know, you look at like Brian Singer, Chris McQuarrie, you know, like those guys can write their own tickets now. <laughs> yep. But on the on that same coin, then nobody was getting giant bucks to you know nobody made giant bucks on it uh, as part of the budget, so therefore... Right. Hmm. All right. Anyways, there will be blood. Uh, high points. <coughs> I've got a high point that the Alpha Vamp is back. Uh, that's mine. You don't yeah. have anything You can both have it. it I'm looking at your page. Well, I know I didn't write it down, but that was it, and you knew it was because I got all happy when I got to see it, remember? Yeah. So you knew it's... that was my high point, and you stole it anyway. I you can't... Know. You can't steal it. You can share it. There's there's no rule that says you both can't have it. Excuse me. I'm in this marriage. And don't <laughs> <laughs> we don't share anything. What are you talking you, about? <laughs> you, you, you can have the alpha vamp is back if we ever get a divorce. You can have that in full. <laughs> <laughs> I want that in writing. <laughs> My divorce doesn't work out for us. No, they don't. Mm. They fall apart. Those divorces uh, <laughs> just fall apart. So my uh, my high point was I actually really liked the the virgin red herring. I thought that actress did a really good job. Um, and you know, normally like they telegraph the stuff, and you can see it coming a mile away, and you're like, minute somebody shows up, and it's like, oh yeah, this is too good to be true. They're evil. You know, but I thought I thought they did a really good job of walking that fine line. So then when she when she turns on a dime like that, you know, as soon as they leave, I thought that was nicely done. Yeah. I'm also going with Alpha Vamp, though. I just like him. He's such a great, great character. And they keep sticking him in these crappy storylines. I've got to say, actually, he's it's it's uh, it's a high point that he's back, but I do think, and it's not a low point necessarily, that I do think they had him talk just a little too much. Mm, okay, I love his voice, so well, yeah, I don't, I don't agree. <laughs> Listening to his voice is good, but I think I think he is. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Go ahead. I think that a little more sparing use would have been uh, better. Uh, do we want to move into low points? Uh, uh, really, Bobby. Yeah, I've got uh, I've got that too. It's not. I mean, plot wise, I understand it, but still, Bobby possessing thing possessing the maid was. Uh, yeah. Well, and he and he just you know like he just, he's doing that angel thing where he just where he show he 
he shows up to like, you know, provide exposition um, or sometimes just like hassle Sam and Dean. Mm-hmm. And then he sulks. <laughs> yeah. And then he goes away. And so like I, you know, on paper, I understand why they're doing this. Like you would think like it would be an interesting dynamic to have like, oh, like this ghost that they're worried about becoming a vengeful spirit that they'll have to hunt is actually a close friend. And like, we, you know, the Winchesters have never dealt with that before. And, you know, so like, like, like I get why they came up with that idea. Like, yeah, that sounds really interesting on paper, but just something about the execution of it, especially in this episode was really kind of, kind of obnoxious to where like, I'm like, can we just, can we just get on with like the plot of the episode, please? Did you already give a low point, Dars? Um, uh, I don't know. It was just kind of, again, generally, it seemed really kind of it, choppy in the pacing, and, you know, just in general. Okay. I didn't have anything that was like, ah, I don't like that, but just in general, it was like, meh. Okay. Although they did at least, uh, you know, search for a secret door and have Bobby go through the wall instead. Yeah. Answering, answering our question from that earlier yeah, episode. I was like, meh. <laughs> we, already, we already talked about that. So. Yeah, and it's funny because, like, they end up finding the button anyway. So, like, they didn't, like, he didn't, he didn't serve a purpose in that instance. Not really. You know? Like, he, he could have, like, you know, like, oh, we got to find the button or whatever. And he could have, like, you know, don't need one. He could have gone through the wall. And then opened it for them from the other side. But no, he just went through the wall. Like, they still had to find the button and open the door. And Sam found the cookbook. Right. I guess I particularly hate the, um, just the scenes with Dick in the beginning, the the interview that he's giving and stuff. I'm, I'm so over it at this point in the season. I'm like, I get it. I get it. Corporate evil. It's just boring me. Corporate evil. And Every time the Leviathans are being corporate evil, I'm like, ah. Corporate evil and <laughs> dick jokes. Yeah. You know what it is? Uh, and this just occurred to me, and I can't believe it took me this long. Basically, Dick Roman, like, like we've seen this done better. He's he's the mayor from Buffy. Yeah, but not done as well. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, we still, like... Well, he doesn't, have, so he, doesn't have, entertaining. he doesn't feel like he has any, any idiosyncrasies at all either. He's just kind of smarmy evil, but not mm-hmm. quirky smarmy evil. He's a bad metaphor. Yeah. Well, he's just he's just very on the nose. It like it's like the only thing missing would have been for him to be a lawyer. <laughs> well, do we want to move into quotes? Have we hit everybody's low point? Annie, did you get to contribute a low point? I did. It was, it was uh, Dick, Dick and Roman, yeah. corporate stuff. Yeah, we just talked about that. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the show, Paul. Glad you could make it. <laughs> Welcome back. Quotes. Quotes. I'll go with um, see you next season. I had that one. I've read this more times than the Playboy I found in Dad's Duffel. Anna Nicole, Anna Nicole, the good, they die young, don't they? To which I said, eh, but okay. It's very sad what happened to her. Well, yes, that is true. 
What do you want me to do with the corpse? Call Chef Fieri. I feel like barbecue. Eh. Meh. 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 Doing the doing the uh the the, the men in black who's an alien. Yeah. Well, cuz like they cuz anytime like Frank would, you know. Yeah. Talk on the phone about like who's a Leviathan. Like they basically just kept doing that that same joke, you know. Exactly. Like, oh, this person you you either wouldn't suspect or is really obvious is the monster slash alien slash whatever. What makes Dick so hard to beat? <laughs> Guys, oh my god. Hey, I didn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I decided not to go for that one because it was just sitting right there. And I'm like, nope. Yeah, no, it's just writers. Oh, God, come on, guys. <laughs> well, I went to I went to uh, I went to see Jumanji on uh, what Monday just just for the heck of it, because I've got my movie pass now. And Darcy and the kids had already seen it. And I was sitting in there going, wow, for for Jumanji, there's an awful lot of penis jokes in here. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, that's, that might have been uh, interesting with uh, Dar- with Iris in the in the audience. It was interesting with Iris in the room. I actually, I I told her that it, you know if she wanted to leave, we could, and she said, "It's okay, mom. I'll just try not to think about it." <laughs> well, it, it, it wasn't like a run a long running thing. It was. Uh, it felt really long though when you're sitting there with your eight year old. That's like, oh my gosh, this is above me. Why am I having to do this? She she was uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So and then that it made is... Fox uncomfortable mm-hmm. because he's twelve and is like, oh, for goodness sake, why, why, why are we having this conversation in front of my mother and <laughs> sister? <laughs> you know? That is the, yeah, that is that is the level of uh, you know, it's like oh, PG thirteen comedy. Mm-hmm. That's what you, that's what you get. You get dick and fart jokes. Yeah. But you didn't uh, you didn't take uh, your twelve year old to see like. Deadpool, for example. <laughs> no, I did not, and I won't. Yeah. I won't. Yeah. My dad took me to see um, what was <clears throat> Blade Runner when I was like seven. Oh, wow. Yeah. Blade Runner at seven. And I remember being like, this is this is really inappropriate. <laughs> I, remember, I didn't have those words, but I remember thinking... This shouldn't be happening to me. It's like, like, it's like even the, it's, like, it's like it's like you couldn't say it, but your brain recognized it, it as did, such. It did. I I just knew it was not right that I should be there. I don't. I don't feel right. Yeah, yeah. I remember like trying to look away and just feeling hmm. really kind of creeped out by the whole thing. And then, you know, he's like, "Oh, that was a really great movie. Do you want to see it again?" I'm like, "No." no. <laughs> <laughs> There you go. Hey, who won this thing or lost it? I said <laughs> Sam wins by default because Dean lost his pie. Ooh, yeah. Ooh. Yeah, Sam, Sam, Sam's eating stuff that he would normally eat. Yeah, like bananas and, and vegetables. And, yeah. It all comes down to the radishes. food. Were there radishes? Did I make that up? I think I saw radishes sticking okay, out of that okay. bag. I, I think, yeah, it might have okay. been, yeah. Well, I thought to myself when I saw it, I hadn't had one in a while. It sounded pretty good. So. It was either radishes or beets. I don't know. I like radishes. I don't like them cooked, though. And I don't know what Sam's going to do with beets, so it better have been radishes, huh? I don't know. You have to use like a pressure cooker to get those. I have to have to, but yeah, it helps a lot. 
otherwise, how long do you have to cook them? You have to boil them forever, otherwise, yeah. Do you? Never you, do, you can do boiled beets that are not pressure cooker beets. My mom never made them. But, yeah, my mom, if we if we had beets, it was pressure cooker. Or it was pickled. Pre-pickled pre, pre by somebody else. Yeah, I mean, I, I, mean, I was going to say Sam for that same reason, but they did both lose Bobby. So, so I'm going to go with neither. I'll go with Sam. I'm, I'm neither. I have a feeling Yvette is probably neither. You have to look. What did she say? No, but uh, just based on the rest of her response to the episode, which we'll get to, <laughs> which we'll get to in short order. Okay. So, speaking of, should we do ratings? Yeah. Because we're almost done with this whole thing. Sure. All right. Uh, again, I was, I was hoping that uh, we were leading into something for the finale, and uh, they, they didn't really uh, kill anybody off that I can think of. Anybody major, Alpha Vamp, uh, clearly is coming back next season, or at least believes he is. So, uh, so yeah, I think it could be leading somewhere. I'm, I'm interested to see whether whether Dick intends to make an honest deal with Crowley or if it's a, uh, or if it's a double cross. Mm-hmm. Crowley's kind of in that no position to argue, being under that, that uh, devil's trap that didn't look like it was necessarily easy to, uh, you know, get around. Scrape out it. Drip water on or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm going to, again, giving it the benefit of the doubt, uh, five of ten awkward offices. Yeah, I, like, not a lot actually happens in this episode, which is which is kind of a problem considering it's the second to last episode for the season. Um, they just, there's a lot of, it's more plot, like, of just, like, the guys running around getting the ingredients they need to take down Leviathans. It's like Paul um, shopping on Sunday. uh so so yeah so i mean it's fine it's just you know not (laughs) nothing special i'm gonna give this one six out of ten walking blood banks Mm. what's that oh it was so dull and unstructured but i don't know I really didn't get anything out of it. I know that they're just, like, trying to get everything out that they have to at the last minute before the final, but, you can boy, use, they could do better. I've got one. Oh, Excuse you have one. Me. Yes. I can't see it on your page. It's in my head. Oh. Okay, go ahead. Um, I'm going to give it uh, three, because it was a little better than the previous one. Three oh. out of ten um, stoners in the convenience store. You never see stoners in the convenience store. No, <laughs> no, no, never seen that. What is this? A Kevin Smith movie? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, this one is just. Uh, I have yawn written in big letters at the top. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, it's just not very interesting and and not a good penultimate episode at all. Um, so I'm going to give it uh, 4 out of 10 next, please. <laughs> yeah, before we hit these two episodes, I was thinking this season was going quite a bit better than season yeah, 6 did. Yeah, it was, and then it just kind of fell on its ass. A little bit. We'll see how it how it recovers at the end. But, uh, oh, we've got... Uh, We've got a Vats rating. Now, this is... I'm not making an error here, uh, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say it very clearly. Uh, she said that this quote... Sucked butts. <laughs> and is a 1 out of 10. Yeah. Deja vu. Mm. Mm. Sucked butts. 
But that was not an error. I read both of those separately as separate reviews. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I'm not going to disagree with her. I think by the time we have this episode uh, actually drop, we'll already have uh, have put up a list of episodes for Season 8, but uh, do check out the Facebook group, please, and see if you have any clusters or episodes that you want to guest on. And, uh, wow. <laughs> That's it. Did we did it? We did it. It's over. We, we have to ask uh, John what our homework is for next week. Homework is the season finale for season seven, which is episode 23, Survival of the Fittest, uh, which I guess will be a noobentary also. Yes. So, yay? Yay. Well, I think despite... Uh, the fact that Yvette thought that both of them sucked butts, I think we could have. I think we could have done with a little extra snark in this, uh, in this uh, cluster. Yeah, I, I, I don't quite have all the snark by myself. Well, Yvette has m- snark too. Uh, <laughs> much, much like uh, these two episodes, uh, this episode of the podcast will be kind of a yawn for people. So enjoy that. Aww, sorry, folks. <laughs> I, th- I, I think it's a sign of improvement that the uh, the next season has majority of two-episode clusters instead of having to go, okay, these four can all go in one. Yeah. Yeah. Looking forward to it. No, that was, that was very deliberate. Uh, that's why it took me an hour to put the list together, because I was like, okay, I want to make sure, and, you know. Mm-hmm. So. All right. We've got, we've, I think we ended up having one uh, three-episode cluster at the beginning or uh, I can't remember if I ended up changing it yeah, I think you did okay so anyways uh, this uh, this sleepy little episode is uh, is running to a close unless anybody else has anything to interrupt me with right now I will say happy hunting Bye. happy hunting happy hunting You've been listening to IdgitCast from QuadrupleZ.com. Join the discussion at Facebook.com slash We love feedback. You can email us or send us an MP3 voice message. Please use the episode title as your subject line to prevent accidental spoilers. Our email address is IdgitCastPodcast at gmail.com. The theme song for IdgitCast is by Borrowed Trouble. Find the band at BorrowedTrouble.com. Lyrics and vocals by Idgitcast's founder, Allie Jones, who you can find out all about at I'mTheWonderBand.com. The closing music you hear right now is Too Good, written and performed by Jack Mangan, and is used by permission. You can find other music, writings, and discussions by Jack, as well as back episodes of his own deadpan podcast at JackMangan.com. You can hear more from the hosts of this show. Yvette can be heard as one of the hosts of Investigating Mars, an intro cast for the TV series Veronica Mars, also available from quadruplez.com. And now Yvette will tell you all about select movies from the Lifetime Network. Find out before you watch what movie has all the best people and who is the worst. Yvette will tell you all about it at moviesofourlifetime.com. John Pavlich can be heard on CastleCast, a fan cast for the ABC series Castle at castlecast.net and his own Sofa Dogs podcast at sofadogs.libsyn.com. Now you can also watch the Sofa Dogs YouTube channel at youtube.com slash user slash Sofa Dogs. Annie is currently acting as global coordinator for Can't Stop the Serenity, a worldwide series of charity screenings of Joss Whedon's Serenity, benefiting Equality Now. 
For more information on Can't Stop the Serenity, including event listings and how to host an event, visit www.cantstoptheserenity.com. Darcy and I can also be heard on the Ghost Light Podcast, an intercast for the television series Slings and Arrows, also featured on quadruplez.com. Surly did a uh, a web post for Welcome to Minnesota, a primer for people coming to the Super Bowl this weekend. Oh, gosh. Please enjoy Nicollet Mall. It took us 12 years to finish the thing. <laughs> Please enjoy the That's Mall of America. We built it on top of our other stadium, our other old stadium. That team went to a lot of Super Bowls. Don't ask any questions beyond this. <laughs> So that's where the Super Bowl is this year? Yeah. The elevated sidewalks that connect downtown buildings are called skyways. One visitor called them sky bridges, and his body was never found. <laughs> when we almost collide in the doorway, we say we will say ope. It's pure instinct at this point. We don't know why we say it. We're sorry we ran into you. We said ope. Let's move on. <laughs> You call it soda, we call it pop. We don't get it either. That one's not changing. <laughs> yeah. Read the Fargo accent. Unless you get outside the metro area, you won't hear it. Once you get to the suburbs, you'll hear traces. Once you get outstate, it's like being in the movie. Pretty much. Don't you know? Yeah. Sure, you bitcha. Yeah, well, even, even Duluth. You it really... is. It's really thick. The ladies at work are. Oh really? I was gonna say oh, even. Yeah. I was gonna say even Duluth is not all that thick until you get out like to, toward the range. Yeah, no, the ladies at work are thick. Even the ones that live over in Wisconsin, which I don't understand. But, you, know. you will engage in a conversation about the weather with a native Minnesotan. We literally cannot help it. It's a compulsion. We got a ton of snow last week, but it was nothing like the Halloween blizzard of 1991. See, we're already doing it. <laughs> be, be ready to experience first class passive aggression if someone says your old old school Ron Jaworski Eagles jersey is interesting they are not a fan if someone says I'm not mad they are in fact mad <laughs> if you get to a four way stop at roughly the same time as another driver your best bet is to just abandon the car get out and walk to your destination because who gets to go first will never be resolved by conventional means <laughs> that's so so true oh my god even you Paul I'm like it's your turn you have to go <laughs> oh. yeah yes, nobody knows that's... or sometimes I just give up and just like hit the accelerator and hope everybody just stays but because nobody's going, it drives me crazy. <laughs> <laughs>